Oh yeah. Come on and sit down and watch this with me. You know you want to watch it. And I want you to watch it too. Fantasy 7 period it just happens to be on my phone like it's not like a you know I don't know change it's, it's a at port all. it's like a direct port yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's sense. it's it's um oh god Final Fantasy go that's what should be in development right now that would sell wow oh well yeah like on a, the switch no I mean or... just on like a phone like a Pokemon go Final Fantasy oh yeah that. holy shit that would destroy the whole why would you say that out loud like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry hey, we are officially copywriting this <laughs> alright cut we you guys we have it on cut, this cut, recording turn off the right mics now, turn it off the Lance <laughs> came up with that idea oh my god it just it just like popped in my head I was like millions <laughs> millions of so, so many like what am I going to grad school for I got it <laughs> <laughs> oh my I think God. I don't. They probably already have Final Fantasy Tactics on the phone because I yeah, feel like that do. game would be just. How yeah. could you not port that? To it was a very mobile? successful release too. Yeah. Um. But man, like, uh, I I've been playing it, and then uh, cousin Drew like started. He found a download for the PlayStation Four, and he started playing it. And we're just like going down freaking nostalgia lane. It's amazing, and it's a great game for a twenty-one-year-old video game. It holds up. Oh like, yeah. Wow. Uh, 20, oh. Tw- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Feels good, right? I mean, Yeah. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Victory oh. music. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it's thematic for what we're about to do. Oh, absolutely. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to I Want You to Watch This. I am your host, Dennis. I am joined by my two um, just full of coins co-hosts, Colin and Craig. How are you, gentlemen? I'm very jingle jangly. Mm. I'm fully leveled up, Dennis. Whoop whoop. Um, our good friend Lance um, is here with us. Hello, thank yeah. you for having me back here again. Of course, and uh, we're we're happy to have you here for. Um, well, thank you for giving us yes, Scott Pilgrim versus uh, the World. Makes me so happy. Yeah, just revisiting <laughs> this movie. I, I'll just say something before I pass it off to you to kind of introduce the film. Um, I was like not in the mood for like anything last night when I started this movie. I was like fuck this shit I don't want any cutesy goddamn bullshit movie with like you know like someone wearing like furry ears you know that whole like I don't know like I always associate like annoying video game culture with someone wearing like furry ears with, like, with like That's cutie fair. pie I yeah. mean if you've ever Some, been to any sure. like con yeah yeah and then like like shitty nail polish like if you're gonna do nail polish do it right you know don't do it shitty you know, you know and I then like that. a washed out dye job or something you know like, <laughs> that's what I associate with like the, like annoying video game culture I was really not prepared for it Movie started, fell in love with it immediately. So wait, is this both you and Colin's first time seeing this movie? No, this is like okay. my fifth. It's oh, okay. just been a while. Yeah. It, it is my first time seeing this movie, and it's it's going to be up there with my favorite Edgar Wrights now because yeah. of how much it's, I, I it's my him. It's like my number one. Like, it's, like, I love Edgar Wright, and I love, like, his all of his other films are, like, in my top movies, but, like, this one is just, like, special to me. I don't know why. It's just... 
everything about it, but we won't go into it. <laughs> I won't go to I could, like, well, go on for an hour. Well, no, and like, we're going to introduce it. Well, oh, no, no, Lance, don't talk about this movie. I won't. That's not you know what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not know it was about this movie. This is a surprise. I'm joking. <laughs> you promised um, it, so go ahead. And, and So this movie is just, like, just music-wise. It actually came out on my birthday when I turned 18, I think. So, like, it's it was uh, a very, like, I was just like, this is my... Uh, this no, I saw Shaun of the Dead before I saw this one, but I think this is my second Edgar Wright movie I've ever seen, and just off the bat, I was like, "Oh, Michael Sarah's in this. Uh, it's gonna be like super bad, or it's gonna be like um, Nora and what is it? Nick and Nora. Nick and Nora's different playlist. I'm like, it's just gonna be like Michael Sarah just doing Michael Sarah, but this is just like Michael Sarah doing Michael Sarah on drugs <laughs> and like a good good drugs, but like. Just so much fun. The music is just so much fun. I think he started a band now because of the music from this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, that's what he, he's doing now, apparently. And, and having, like, not seen this before, this movie was echoing Baby Driver to me in such a hard way. Oh, because yeah. Because of how well Edgar Wright is able to, just, like, me, like meld, like, music into his films. If it wasn't for this movie, I don't think Baby Driver would have been made. Because, like, just, like... You can see from all it's the it's the same action sequences with the music is fueling the action. Yeah, yeah where, to where yeah. like he storyboards like his action sequences to the music. Yeah, yeah, and and he's able to like I just love that he, the comedy that is drawn from the music too that he does because it's not like the typical comedy um, where it's just like. Um, witty humor and all this stuff he uses action and music and um editing to enhance the like the i remember the one the the crash in the boys scene where they're going um they're starting their set and it's like three seconds and they're done and it's just like hilarious that when um wallace is up there he's like oh it's done already yeah. wow it's not a race yeah yeah you know like because like it's great because the song title is like this next song is i hope you're in a grave and you die and rot forever <laughs> like it's like super <laughs> long and we hate you yeah and please we hate die you. Yeah. oh i love this one that's <laughs> like a then great it's like, then it's all this build up but then it's just like so sad yeah. and that's it <laughs> yeah, and I, I love that because that's very like uh you know like a, a comment on punk music because it's oh, very, very, very much, much like so. a, a punk yeah. motif is like just super short, like hard hitting, fast songs, and then it's like, yeah, all right, on to the next one. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, well, do you want to give us like a quick like synopsis of like what the plot of this movie is? So the plot of the movie is like Scott is what a twenty two year old. Yeah. He's a twenty two year old Canadian, which is also a great. Uh, use in the story but um who's like he's dating this girl knives at the beginning who's like the 17 year old high school student it's very it's not poor knives yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I, I literally wrote yeah. that yeah. like and thought like, that yeah. throughout, throughout the movie throughout, yeah. literally <laughs> literally like there's a uh and sorry to spoil this there's a cut of the movie at the end where because in the original cut he goes home with um ramona yeah it um, in the theatrical, in the theatrical, but yeah. there's a cut where he goes with knives, with knives, and I saw the cut. And I was like, oh no, 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 knives, do better. You are, <laughs> you can do better. You've escaped him. I mean, keep going. so can Ramona. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get into that, but correct. But I, I think Ramona's like not a great person either. Yeah, I, her, I, I, I definitely have a note about that. But anyway, yeah. but yeah. no, but um, so he's with knives, but. 
he meets Ramona, who's like he becomes infatuated with. But to date with, with Ramona, he has to defeat her seven evil exes, and that's the whole movie. It's him like confronting each ex and like trying and confronting his own like personal demons too along the way. But it's um told in just like beautiful story uh, telling techniques and the Edgar Wright just like kills it with his directing and the characters the, all the actors in it are it's fun I love Brie Larson in it she's in it for maybe like 20 Brie Larson minutes. is barely in it I love Aubrey Plaza in it Aubrey Plaza who's, oh, yeah. who's just being it. Aubrey Plaza she's yeah. just like April from Purpose and Rec but she's so perfect for that role it's, that it's it's it, yeah. Anna Kendrick. I yeah, think it's my favorite it, Anna Kendrick movie, which ooh, is not that's. I mean, I love Anna Kendrick in this, but Up in the Air is an yeah, amazing. Up in the Air, okay. Up in the Air is. Okay. The air is I just. I this one's just hilarious. Oh, it's just great. The the writing is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's yeah. the pacing, how it cuts from thing to thing, is probably my favorite aspect of it. You know, um, it really. I don't know. It but moves. Yeah. Oh, well. oh, sorry. No, yeah, essentially, it's it's. Yeah, just like this ode to. I mean, it's almost like the original Ready Player One, except oh, like God. good, because uh, it's. I mean, <laughs> I wanted to actually ask that, it, like, because I haven't seen Ready Player One, Oof. and uh, like, it, what's the better movie? This one hundred percent. Like, okay. uh, it, it's it's very much like an ode to like video game culture and classic video games in a way that. Uh, actually just like imbues those elements into an original story mm-hmm. uh, this isn't the original story because the comic is the original story but the right. but the, it's an original story of the comic book and it, it imbues these elements into it without uh just like overtly being like see yeah it's, like it's not, you remember this game <laughs> it, it's got like references to video games and it, it has like a lot of video game stuff in it but it's also this manic mix of styles because it's not just video games it's also like kung fu movies and it's yeah. also comic books and it's a it's lot of anime like, yeah a lot of anime and like it's just this crazy hodgepodge of styles that comes together to make this awesome wonderful soup yeah, yeah. there's like, this amazing reference to um get up on that mic there <laughs> 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 all right uh, is this better better um no but there's this amazing reference to um 90 sitcoms in it where he's coming he comes home oh, yeah, and the and Seinfeld, the Seinfeld music, music comes on. Like that stuff is just hilarious. Have, like this oh, whole yeah. laugh track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until he turns off the like radio or something. Oh like yeah. Um, I love like uh, my favorite is when he's all distracted by Ramona. Like I think it's like after they first meet or something. And then like it's just these like cuts where it's just like him zoning out like playing music. And it's like dude you've just played one note the past five minutes. <laughs> yeah. like, what the yeah. He's like what? He's like are you distracted by your girlfriend? Like who? And like Knives is sitting And Knives there. is actually I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh poor Knives. No. Um, the... Uh, but like the video games part, like the point, the there was this one when he defeats the first evil X and the coins come and you're just like, oh, I know what's about to happen next. He's just about to all get absorbed into him. But it's like funny because he does unexpected where he just like picks up the coins like a normal yeah. person would do. <laughs> oh, like, right. oh, coins, yeah. And, and, like <laughs> the video like, game, fantastic. video game thing is like tipped off before the movie even starts because we have the Universal logo and right. then they immediately go and they do an eight bit Universal logo. Right. And yeah. I was like, and so on I'm, I'm so on board for this. <laughs> oh, yeah, from Go. Oh, it's just it knows what it is um and it just works so good so yeah. i have a question for everyone 
Is Scott a likable character? No, 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 not at all. I would argue that neither Scott nor Ramona are are likable characters. I mean, Ramona kind of has a bit of manic pixie dream girl. No, she one hundred percent to her. (laughs) That like kind of yeah, that kind of makes you think she's more likable than she is to me. But she's a self-absorbed like annoyance, not as bad as Scott Pilgrim. No, no, not nearly as bad. I feel the difference between Scott and Ramona is that Ramona is pretty upfront about it. Ramona's at least attitude. self-aware. She's, she, yeah, she, she is, she is, like, she, she's like, no, like, yeah, I, I, I was the one that dumped all these guys, like, yeah, I'm, you know, she's like, I'm a horrible person, like, I can admit that, like, I have my problems, and Scott is just, like, being a horrible person without ever realizing it, and it's just, like, all of these moments where he's calling her out on the exact same shit that he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, she, she seems like the manic pixie dream girl who's tired. <laughs> like, she's like, uh, I'm kind of like tired of well, myself. Like, I'm tired of like fixing right. like, these, all these like, people. Well, she's like, I'm tired of like fixing like or like being like the person that like all of these guys like glom on to yeah. to like try yeah. and be interesting like with because Scott's not an interesting person. No, he's, he's not. He's like, a very hollow special, individual. And you can tell like like originally like when he's uh, talking with like knives in the record store and he's like, oh yeah, like Pac Man, like that used to be you know like. You know, this, Puck that, man, like, but then it was too easy to vandalize, so they changed it. And yeah. he keeps telling the same story to like every girl they right. date. It's exactly, on. and so he's... you can definitely see him like trying to just like make himself interesting by who he's dating more so than actually just like doing shit. Right, <laughs> he's he's inexplicably supposed to be likable. You know, like like all the girls I like don't him. Think he is, well, but no, because the, the movie has this whole backstory that he's got like he's always got these girlfriends that are fawning for him, where like he's either like dumped them and broke their hearts or like it's some so within the realm of this movie he's supposed to be like yes like not within like the audience's no. perspective I, yeah no I, but like I, I think that's just supposed to that doesn't maybe translate well because it doesn't make any sense well me. it doesn't make sense that but he I, like I don't think he is like well look at his like he gets kicked out the band at the end Kim hates him throughout the entire like all the female all the female characters in the film do not like well, and I think that's Kieran Culkin like, hates him too yeah Kieran Culkin hates him too but at the same ex- time it's yeah. like he still like is able to like start dating this woman so it's like he has this like attraction that like people are some for some reason attracted to him and it reminds me of uh, Rick and Morty actually where like Rick is talking with Jerry about how he like uses his like you know like persona of like being this like set upon like pathetic guy as like more of like a trap and an ensnarement to like draw people to him it, it's like he, like, tries to, like, portray himself as this, like, weak guy, but really, at the end of the day, it's really just kind of, like, this form of gaslighting where he's just actually manipulating people by putting on this, like, appearance of being, like, oh, I don't know, like, oh. He's Woody allen <laughs> yeah. Um That sounds... Yeah, you know, oh, wow. That was a good yeah. comparison there. Because <laughs> that's what Woody Allen does. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm just so awkwardly terrible. But, but to the, the point of, like, he, like, Ramona's more self-aware and, like, he's, they're both, like, unlikable and stuff. What I love about the, like, the ending of the film is, like, you'd think that his ultimate power up at the end is going to be, like, he got the power of, like, true love. Like, he says, I love you to Ramona and, like, that's the first power up he gets and that doesn't work. And then it's the real power up is like Scott got the power of like self realization, self respect, of self respect or something like that, and that's the power up that ends up like working for him. Right. Well, yeah, because again, like he, because he doesn't have that like self respect. He it's it's that whole like you know, it's kind of like a trite saying of like you know you can't love someone until you love yourself, which is and it's eh, an iffy statement. But like within this movie, it's right. like because he 
said that and he like still was like not actually realizing who he was like that was pretty much a fake it was a fake love it wasn't actually love yeah i really dug that moment what he didn't realize about himself was that he was an evil ex yeah in the aspect to knives and it's just it's it's funny to see like because when knives comes out at the end you're just like what is she doing here? Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, the second time she goes back, you're like, oh, she deserves to be here doing this. Like, everything she does to Ramona, especially, is deserved for Scott. And I just think that's a smart move. That I think that the the whole um, coming back to life thing was a great way for uh, us to, like, kind of catch up. Because we would have all been like, oh, Knives is evil. I, th- I think we just needed to, like hate Scott a little bit at the end and realize that he was just not great in the, through the entire movie in that scene specifically. I mean, I, I felt mean, like I felt like that the moment like she came on scene, I was just like, "Oh, nice. Why are you, why are you doing well, this?" Like, <laughs> and it was just kind of like it it was I didn't you could see like why she like thought the way that she did because again, she's a 17-year-old girl and like this 22-year-old guy like uh, cheated on her and like Pulled her and like you know dragged her along and and like did all this like horrible shit to her and so like yeah she's gonna be pissed off and she, her anger might be misplaced because she again like may not like doesn't really like fully understand like you know what's going on she's not like fully mature and that was like her moment like when he dies and then comes back like of like him actually being like oh no this is my fault like and her being like yeah you're right <laughs> well like it, it it plays to her character um which i really it's something that i really enjoyed about this movie is like the the comic book aspect of it and the development of like individuals you know like the whole like you could almost tell when like a new issue of like scott pilgrim is like released with like you know like the 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 next x you know the next deadly x number three you know number four and like how it's all presented and like the color themes that they use my favorite use of that is with knives turning into like um kind of like an anti-hero type of character when she's just like venting to her friend you know and in her she's bedroom. dying her hair and she's dying her yeah. hair was and it's only like half sister? you know yeah and um i i just thought that was excellent because it's like oh knives is turning into like is getting those inexplicable superpowers you know like uh, that like everyone apparently has in this weird world that, that they're all like surprised about as yeah well. that they can be lost because like when gideon like punches or he punches out her highlights right yeah <laughs> yeah but she comes back at the end and she has powers though with that. Yeah, she does, but it's because she joins with Scott and they're playing the like dance dance revolution oh, yeah. fighting yeah. <laughs> game and they're like teaming up against each other to defeat Gideon. It, like, that, that moment, I mean, it definitely felt like like well, like you said that there's like another release where like he ends up with, with knives, knives yeah. right? And it's very evident towards the end where it's like, oh, there's two different movies going on here. Yeah. There was in definitely knowing that ending exists, you're just like, oh, they didn't know what they were going to do. They just like picked right. they might have flipped a coin and we're like, oh, he's going to end up with Ramona because it could have gone either way, but I would not have felt the same way if it was Knives he went with at the end. No, it, yeah. it'd be a worse decision. It'd be a worse decision, for um, sure. I, I think either way, Scott Pilgrim is an underdeveloped character um, just because it's like, it, the, it's so ambiguous if like, like I just didn't, it just didn't make sense to me like why he was like, it's like, no, he's like kind of a thorough, like hollow you know, like not even really brings much to the table except for bad posture character. Yeah. You know, well, and he, like he didn't have a backstory much. No, the only the only things you learn about his past are was that he um, was dumped by what was her name? A, 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 he's, Envy. 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 Yeah, Envy. Natalie. Envy. Yeah, yeah Nat- 
god, that Brie Larson killed. I this is my I just love Brie Larson, so this is fantastic <laughs> seeing this. But he was done by her. He lives across the street from his childhood home. Like those are like I think the only and two... he plays bass in this band. Oh, he plays like, bass yes. in this band. Yeah, that's like, but that's like the only three things you know about him from his past. And his younger sister is way better off than he oh is. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like apparently what 19 and yeah she's 18, she's 18. 18. i love um, how she calls him her younger brother yeah <laughs> it makes it's it. true <laughs> you're watching you're like yeah. um, i also love how wallace steals his boyfriend's oh, yeah. she's like wallace again that was a great wallace again? <laughs> that was a great like because you're like, the I was like is she gonna know is she gonna know and then she's like again i'm like oh god so this is not the first time this has happened to her it's fantastic um no uh, i have a question for you guys which of the evil exes were your favorites? I was gonna ask that same yeah, thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like because there's there are so many fantastic choices there. Uh, probably Roxy. Is that her name, Roxy? Yeah. Roxy yeah. was yeah. I, I really love Matt Patel because like the, awesome. when the first evil ex shows up, that's when like the movie really kicks into gear. And like I just love the thing of like, didn't you? get my email about this like i explained how this is all gonna work oh my god i thought that was the best fight too yeah it was I think that's the, the, one of the better fights it was great definitely um i gotta say chris evans chris evans i, was chris evans is yeah. I mean he's doing such a great job hamming up like himself yeah you know like, well this is pre marvel too which is yeah. better <laughs> like, he knew it was coming he like knew it was before or after a push uh during, During? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, it? I was just, it's, it's fantastic because it's Chris Evans. And was it before like, after Fantastic Four? Oh, probably after. after. It was definitely yeah, after. after Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Was, I think that was why everyone was like, "Oh, it's uh, it's Johnny Storm. We have to go see this, the Human Torch." It was just, it was um, fantastic to see Chris Evans like, just go for it and do it so well as this douche and, and like and it was just ah uh, man none of us said Gideon and that's not to take away from it because Jason Schwartzman is just like the perfect like hipster asshole oh, yeah. in the movie oh, yeah. he did that oh, so yeah. well <laughs> he did that where you were like for a second you're like okay like you're he's not that bad of a guy he was like the um he reminds me of um Army Hammer's character in Sorry to Bother You the like oh, the, yeah. coming out where it's just like oh I can see your point, kind of. <laughs> like you're, I don't want to hate. I kind of want you to like me. Like, he just kind of reminded me of like, kind of like a caricature of his Rushmore character That's, grown up. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Well, he yes. like, yeah, he reminds me of like that guy that like takes like pictures of like you know like brings girls back to his place because he has like a studio and he like wants to take pictures of them like right. yeah. he reminds me of like that kind of guy of like I mean, that's oh, yeah, what I'm he a is. photographer oh he but... definitely shows his, like his for on a first date his photo album well, yeah, look, look at what sure. he did to show up Scott he got their band in the big theater that he owns it's just like okay you're an ass he's also <laughs> continuing the uh, Hollywood tradition of uh, like producers and are like uh promoters and managers yeah. being like the evil people because it's like oh, this, going back uh, to like wayne's world 2 yeah wayne's like... world um what's the uh into so the dragon uh barry gordy's last dragon barry gordy's, barry gordy's the last dragon, last dragon. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that, that's just like a running theme. It's like, yeah, no, the manager's like the bad guy. But it's like, it, it's also like the, you know, the role as a producer in a movie, which would be the people that are funding the movie that's saying that they're evil. I don't know. It's the irony is just insane. What about um, 
Envy's boyfriend. Oh, he's oh, great. Oh, yeah. He's I love the vegan. The vegan. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he's completely outmatched in that entire battle until he, like, tricks him into, like, oh breaking his vegan. <laughs> well, and then I love how, like, the vegan police list off, like, all of these, like, the, yeah, his yeah, other Yeah, chicken parmesan? Would chicken stop vegan? <laughs> and, and, like, what's funny about this is, like, those are, there are two things in there that are not vegan. You can't have the parmesan either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, um... I just love that fight, too, because the entire time, like, Scott's losing. But there's moments where you're just like, oh, he, this is what he's good at. This is, like, the one of the three things he's good at. And he's like, nope, I'm better than you at this. Like, the, the, um, Yeah, when he starts playing bass. Yeah, yeah. when they're just, like, bass guitaring off each other. I'm just like, oh, maybe Scott could, w-. nope, never no. mind. Yeah, so, he's worse. He's so much worse. He does rock the face off of those, those two DJs. And I oh, like yeah. the commentary that, like, punk rock is better than EDM. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that fight because also that fight was, like, so reminiscent of uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. With the two bad Definitely. guys who have. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know the name of the instrument, but it, it, it's very reminiscent yeah, yeah, yeah. of that. It was, it was the zither. Yes, lap hand piano. Also, like a lap hand violin, guitar. Yeah, kind of. Can we talk awesome. about though the um the the man, not the manager the lead vocalist um and the lead guitar guy. Fantastic. Oh, the yeah. fantastic oh, yeah. actor I, and character. Yeah, I love how the, the talent, as he's known, like just flips out and yeah. everything. He's <laughs> like, we're never gonna make it, man. Like, what the fuck? Oh, we can't follow up this. What the shit? You know? <laughs> he just like he's the perfect like freak out character. And like it's just it's fantastic. He's perfect freak out character. He's also like the perfect guy from the band that's trying to make it, yeah. you know? Because <laughs> every little thing is like the band's most important and we gotta like we can't yeah, handle like, this kind of pressure. The one the one scene which is great where he's like scott we gotta focus if you want to make it to the next round of the battle and they were they're just going hard for like four seconds and then ramona's out the door he's like all right guys gotta go by he's like what <laughs> and then young neil got he's like young neil's got it. he knows it Let's yeah. just go. Yeah, he knows neil. all the parts you know <laughs> oh my god and now the band is better with young neil than they are oh, with yeah. scott and <laughs> yeah. scott and he was like young neil you are now just neil, neil. Well, no, and, and that's the thing like throughout this movie like that they keep reiterating is like scott's like not anything. He's not. He's like not. he's like, or he's not like great at anything. He's just like again, like the base thing. Uh, even like when they do beat like the what is it, like the Mia 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 something twins. Um, yeah. It's like the whole band had to come together. For like, and it wasn't just Scott in that moment. Yeah. And then like at the end again, it's like, oh yeah, no, Neil's actually better than you. Like, yeah. and the band's actually better without you. <laughs> it's. it's- very um and like the, i just think the most important thing to show that scott's on board is that he had to go f- for a 17 year old like who's and i think what uh knives brought to the movie that was great was this character who's like doesn't know anything and like needs to be like it's like still waiting to be shaped by the world in a sense and she's looking for someone to do that and find scott and scott takes that for he takes advantage of that he oh, definitely yeah. takes advantage of her innocence in that sense as a person who is not really exposed to the world much. And I think there's a part where um, they're waiting for outside the school for um, knives. And she's like, Oh, um, she's uh, Wallace is there too. And she's like, Oh, Wallace, there's some like gay kids there. And Wallace's like, I wouldn't even go for a Catholic. I wouldn't even go that low. This is, I think that's just like a perfect, like, thing to show that scott's using her he's using her to make himself well and it's like that's the thing is like he keeps like he constantly is like pointing out like oh yeah like this like quote-unquote like special thing like about like he's like oh yeah she's chinese 
it's like God. <laughs> like, <He's, laughs> he, like he pl- he plays into like the um I don't know, the stereotype of like men who feed off of women. Yeah. He plays it very well in this movie. And I think that's just like there's some there's something like and I think that's it plays with a role charming about Scott Pilgrim too and I think that's what he uses to get knives there. There's charming about like this especially for people who are maybe younger who are watching it. He's cool. He plays in a band. He lives in a basement with his friend. He like like gets to do whatever he kind of wants to. It's 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 cool. Well, it's but like, like the tortured artist. Exactly. Like, yeah. I think a perspective plays a lot in this too where it's like he's if you're a person who's in knives shoes, you might really respond to Scott. But if you're older and kind of like, oh, I know this kind of like fake person, I you it, it yeah. there's definitely a perspective. It, I think it also kind of depends on like how old you are because it's it's a similar thing to like Reality Bites. Like if you're a certain person watching Reality Bites, you're like, oh, Ethan Hawke is so tortured and so such a cool guy. But if you watch it as, from like another perspective, or if you're slightly older, you're like, Ethan Hawke is such an insufferable <laughs> jackass in that movie, right? Oh yeah, I, I feel like like on that note, um, uh, knives matures beyond Scott's point. Oh yeah, oh one hundred percent the arc of the movie. Yeah, you know, which is where where I place a lot of like um like man, Scott, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah well, which it's... is which why I, I wish they didn't end up to get why he and Ramon, like uh, he shouldn't have wound up with anyone. Yeah, he should have been alone at the end. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. there's a cut with that too where it's uh. Ramona and Knives saying, we don't want to be with you either. Yeah, that's... There's, there's a few cuts of this movie where if you ever get, like, to see the special features, there's... The Knives one is kind of... It's like, oh, God. But there's one where Scott goes with, uh, um... You know, like, how he fights himself at the end? Yeah. Nigga Scott. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. Let me just touch on this real quick and we can come back because I love how many, um, Zelda references there are in this movie. Like, from the very beginning where there's, like, the Zelda music and lots of Zelda sounds, but then Nega Scott is just Dark Link from Ocarina oh, of Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when Nega Scott showed up, I was like, oh, my God, uh, don't see don't see target him. Do not see target him. That's how you win this fight. <laughs> oh well, the, just I feel like them That's walking nice. away together, just like oh, we're gonna go get beers, or we're gonna go hang out later. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, like, I love how they don't show you like what happens between no. Scott and Nega Scott. It's just like yeah, they talked. They're cool. The thing is, and you're just like oh, it, two Scott. And That's how it should have ended. Is yeah. that like he's gonna, he's now in a relationship with himself? With, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. that that would have been that would have been awesome. Right, and that's that cover. He goes up by himself as him and right, him and Nick. I would have liked the development of Scott's character of him, like actually like having to like face his own demons and then like coming to terms with that. That would have been awesome. Yeah, because I mean, he's like. He's he's the dude that won't stop dating, you know, like right. like fucking lay off, and we don't care to begin with, you know. Quit bringing your shit, you know. And that's the thing too about like they go into this whole thing of like having him like die and come back, and that being like his like his paradigm shift. But then then they also bring in like this like dark version of him, which we never get to see like reconciled on screen. So again, like you're saying, like Knives has you know a greater character arc throughout this movie than Scott does. Just like Ramona, I feel like has a, like a greater character arc. Uh, there's like one part where he's like talking about like, oh, like you love to play aloof and you never talk about your past. And I'm like, you spent like the entire movie up until this point talking with her about her exes. Like you're the one who's never said anything about your exes. Anytime your exes come up, it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Like you never, you never want to talk about like envy or you never want to talk about knives. And it's like everyone just 
gets further along in this movie than we actually get to see Scott develop. But the thing with Envy that got me too was that there was no kind of it was a big build up to Envy with the only payoff being oh the guy Envy seeing now is is one of the is evil one of the Alexes where it was like never like oh we get to learn a little bit more about Scott's past yeah or, no right. we get to like <laughs> delve more into his um subconscious and like just see what made him kind of go down this path but it was like and it, it seemed like it was kind of torturing Envy too where it was like oh he got the last laugh at her but I was like there there's no there's it does it's not well rounded yeah that whole relationship with those, those well two. and that too the other thing that uh we didn't mention about Ramona is that she's literally like introduced to Scott by like skating through his dreams like she's rollerblading yeah. through his dreams oh, because there's God. you know this subspace highway that like travels through his like subconscious that is into his high her, school yeah and, and it's quicker for her to make deliveries for and that's like one thing I was like oh we definitely should like, explore Scott's subconscious throughout this movie that would be really fun like I mean I'm, I, I haven't read the comics so maybe they go more into it in the comics wait was that it. a thing or I thought she was just riffing and being no that's uh, like no, the, that was like, definitely in she the, yeah. like yeah skate like rollerblades no I know him. but like and then she's just I thought she was just like oh yeah like like no, that's I like came that. Through your dream. That's like that door that she keep, that they like keep bringing back up that shows up out of nowhere mm-hmm. so that's like the door into like the subspace highway that's the first like kind of um step into this world that we see where she's going oh man that went right over my head i thought she was just being kind of like facetious you know yeah i totally skate through your brain no she's like literally like his dream girl he he says it like multiple times of like very she's literally a manic pixie dream girl (laughs) yeah no that's it's like it's like we get it like we get it what you're trying to do like you could like put manic on her forehead and it would be not as obvious as all the other stuff you've done it's very um no that was really her kind of point and it was like oh god like make it better and the in the ending is her going into his dreams again like her, her using his they're both going through his dreams they're i don't know it's very the ending was very like you're, it should have been Scott by himself. Yeah, it should have, that would have been the perfect ending. I agree, but I think cinematically they were like, "Oh no, you should end up." With and the girl. I bet that was like a test screening thing. Yeah. They tried a bunch yeah. of those different um, endings, and the one that like the audiences said, "Well, we want him to end up with Ramona at the end," and so it was all a bunch of guys. Right had to do that. <laughs> yeah. It was all a bunch of men who were just like really into Ramona and they were just like yeah we want that to happen <laughs> I bet you know, they did like oh, well, right. can she be Zoe Deschanel right <laughs> <laughs> so can you guys just reshoot do reshoots you can't do reshoots for that? no I bet you if they did like all female screenings of this film it would be like oh no we don't no one should be with yeah, Scott yeah Scott needs to be alone he needs to be alone for a while like uh, it was like no we actually want to see Ramona and Knives go away together that's how we want the film to end I, I would that'd be a great ending actually yeah, be better ending. um uh, I Another question I had for you guys. Um, Ramona. So you said before Ramona was like, you didn't think Ramona was a good person too. But like, why, how about, do you think she had any fault in the Scott with knives thing too? No. Or, no. There is, there, like she could have maybe like intuited that they were already, that they were together, like potentially, but like, she had no way of knowing that they were together when they when they started dating. There was a point though where she found out, and she treated Knives though as, and it bothered me. She treated Knives as like kind of an enemy there, where she was like, "Who's this crazy girl who keeps like 
copying me and saying I stole her boyfriend or whatever. Well, because she didn't know that that she was... Didn't, she didn't know, but, like, she never, like, asked any questions I mean, it was it. very, like, single white female. Of, yeah. And she, she... And again, anytime any of his exes were brought up, Scott would deflect. Like, I have to... Like, literally, like, there was, like, the roulette wheel in his oh, yeah. mind. Of, like, <laughs> oh, like, uh, I, I don't know her, or, like, I need to go to the bathroom, or I need to go pee, and then, like, he says, like... Or he'll I, just, like, straight up go, run away. Or he says, I'm gonna go pee on her. Like, there's, <laughs> there's like, that moment, and... So yeah, it's it's like literally like him deflecting that to avoid it at all costs. I yeah, I don't think there's any way that Ramona would have done. There was a part of me that was like she like especially in the scene with Envy where, where she yelled at Ramona, Knives did that you saw my boyfriend and Ramona was like, "Oh, you're insane." When and it was just like very I it, it felt very like un realistic of how this woman would realize another woman was like treated like this well i think it plays to the character of ramona where she just like is like not great kind of solipsistic you know um i mean the the whole movie kind of treats the two main characters in this weird ethereal like they're more they're bigger they're larger than life you know it's like oh you've heard of ramona too it's like yeah i know exactly who you're talking about you know and like yeah. like scott's more famous and more you know he's more popular than he should be you know type <laughs> of thing. and like like just that whole thing we're like i mean it, it's popular it's i don't blame just this movie it happens in a lot of movies where it's like you have two characters and then the all side characters their lives just revolve around those two people you know well i mean it's never it's like it's not like we've ever had you know any sort of media where you know, some sort of like frumpy guy has like a you know girlfriend or wife who's like way more attractive than him and is like you know. I was about to be and, like, are you making it? Because I can think of third. Oh, you yeah. So I was like, oh, oh, I get oh, what yeah, you're doing. Like, to the point where it permeates like, real life. Yeah. Um, I was about to like pull up the King of Queens, and be like, you need to watch it. Yeah, really, no, really. Exactly really you need to watch like any sitcom. Any sitcom. Yeah, according Every, to Jim, anything with uh, the laugh track. Really. Yeah, just, yeah. Anything with the laugh track. Um, everybody loves Raymond. We're like. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, also, another question. Sorry, I'm asking you guys so many questions about this, but I don't ever get to talk about this film so much. Um, when did you think Scott and Ramona's relationship started to deteriorate? Because every time I watch it, I find a different place where I think it starts. Because, like, there's... When uh, Chris Evans' character is there, I see, like, I might be there. Uh, Envy's part, when they start to, like, fight more, like... They start to fight more publicly with each other. Or um, even I, I don't I just can't pinpoint where or even before the Chris Evans part where they're on their date with each other yeah and he's freaking out I just I mean I think honestly that's I don't think it ever really like congeals enough to like say that it ever like really started to come apart I think it's just them kind of like trying to fit these two puzzle pieces that aren't supposed to fit that aren't matching uh, and. Yeah, I, I don't really think that there's ever really a point where I felt either one of them... Well, I mean, he very much, like, wanted to be dating her, and she was kind of, like... Eh, it didn't well, make any whatever. sense that they were hanging out Yeah, to me. I mean, it, like, they, it, the movie didn't spend enough time to, like, kind of... I was always like, why the hell is she spending all this time and effort more? Well, yeah, because like, it's like what the, the way that he gets her to go on the first date is like she brings a package to his door. Oh, he she... won't sign it until like she agrees to go on a date with him. Was like, it like <laughs> Weinstein's her and like yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and like that's where it starts, you know. And then like what they hang out for a bit, and then she's like, okay, I'll you know. I guess I'll let him get to second base. So let's go travel through his brain to my place, you know, and yeah. then. And then it's just that, that that's just it. And then he's a whiny piece of shit throughout. And then she's just putting up with it. I think it comes to head when um, 
he fights uh, her ex girlfriend. What's her name? Roxy. Roxy. Yeah. yeah. Um, like before that, when she's he's like keeps on asking, like, why do you keep saying exes and not ex boyfriends? Like, and then like ask for the list, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the list might be the real turning point. When well, that's when like yeah. I thought they just break up. Yeah. If, if they're even together to begin with, like that's another thing. It's like it's I don't know. Honestly, speaking of Roxy, that's like one of my. Uh, <laughs> favorite lines in all of cinema history now oh, the, I'm uh, by Furious <laughs> oh yeah and I'm by Curious and well, I'm a little by Mae Whitman is amazing in everything oh, yeah. so this is just perfect as well yeah. I also I had an was, issue with <laughs> I mean oh god just women aren't treated great in this movie no. surprise surprise <laughs> uh, well, oh no even like the fight with Roxy where it's like Roxy and uh Ramona fight for like a while and they're like fucking like oh, it was a great tearing fight. the place up they're Maybe fucking the kicking <laughs> ass and then Scott's like well I can't hit a girl they're soft and it's like did you not just see what happened yeah. like two minutes ago and then like at the end he ends up like beating her by like giving her an orgasm like by like yeah, touching that up was, a spot that of was, that was upsetting <laughs> and I was just like come on <laughs> the fact that he wouldn't fight her was kind of like I I remember even the first time I watched it I was like eh. and, and like, the fact that also when, Romeo Must Die did it better oh yeah well I think movie makers are just terrified and, and of having that, a protagonist hit a woman Ramona yeah. is like moving his arms right. and legs like having him I think like, yeah I think that comes down to movie makers are just terrified of having an extended scene where the protagonist is hitting a woman repeatedly yeah. Like, I think it's just that it. No, I agree with you. I'm Don't get my, me wrong. My, my right. motto. Right. My no, motto. Right. My but motto I think just saying that that's how. That's the world we live in. But I'm like, sure that you're right, Dennis. Yeah. No, 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 my sure motto right. is equal you fights, are. equal rights. Like, I mean, <laughs> like if, if a woman is like. If a woman is yet. like straight up like about to like beat the shit out of you and is 100% capable of it, like, and you're defending yourself, like. Well, the most, fight her. The like, most why egregious, would you fight her? Right. The most egregious example, or most obvious example, is uh, Fast and the Furious. You know, whenever like fucking any female character is up against anyone, it's got to be another woman. You know, yeah. Yeah. Or, or unless like, they're, uh, if they're if they're if they're hitting back, it's another woman. But it's okay if it's if she's just taking out dudes. You or, know? or if it's like Batman and Robin, where they have to bring in like Batgirl to fight Poison Ivy at the end. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Woman. And then well, it just happened in the last Christopher Nolan one with Catwoman. Like, isn't there? She fights another woman, right? Like, uh, isn't that the big it, it thing? It was like, uh, well, kind of, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I she's, only saw it once. <laughs> yeah. <That's the> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyways, we're gonna take a quick little break here, and then when we get back, we're gonna wrap up our review of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and then we'll give you some recommendations to live your life and talk about any kind of Sam spiting spitings, Sam sightings, Sam sighting, Sam Sam spiting, <laughs> Sam spiting. If, if you guys are out there Sam's like spiting him, Sam no biting. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell us your Sam sighting spite. Um, we'll be right back. Feeling fresh and clean. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody does as me. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, um, any any last notes you guys have on this here movie, Scott Pilgrim vs. World? Um, Edgar Wright. Before I give the, the quick stats, I just want to say that um, one of my favorite film critics, despite how much I disagree with her, is Amy Nicholson. And she wrote a, a cool little blurb about this, which is she said, it's a 112-minute entertainment contraption celluloid that shapeshifts its 
frames into video games, comic books, and sitcoms. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, I had one more line that I thought was pretty amazing. Uh, it was Kim, and she says, if your life had a face, I would punch it. <laughs> <laughs> Kim had great. the best one-liners in the yeah. entire movie. Kim, Kim was just pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. That was like... This movie being her as the main character. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Like, just, like, getting slower than Like, a Scott. whole separate movie about <laughs> yeah. just Kim. Yeah. That was, like, one of the first lines I read. I was like, Kim, iconic. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, uh, I love the soundtrack just so it's amazing. fucking oh, much. I, I mean, I'll say that anyone, any soundtrack that uses Broken Social Scene is just the best in my book. The, it just it was fantastic. The Envy song is like one of my favorite songs of like all time. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, they're beta. Um, my last. If you haven't seen this movie or Baby Driver, I would see this movie first because yeah. it definitely speaks to the time it came out in the sense where he was developing all of these skills and they're great in Scott Pilgrim, but they're kind of like polished. But, in but Baby yeah, they're they're like a fine tuned machine. Yeah, in Baby Driver, right. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's this. If you just want to see where the mechanics of Baby Driver comes from, it's how he made Scott Pilgrim with just like the music, and that's what um, I wish I heard more about when Baby Driver came out. I was like, oh yeah, I just thought of this from Scott Pilgrim and did this because you can see it so much in there. But, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Oh, I had one more line that I also loved, and it was Ramona. Uh, back when they go to they go back to Scott's place and they're like about to like they're like in his bed and she's like oh never mind I actually don't want to have sex oh, yeah. Like, yeah. okay and she's like yeah but I reserved the right to change my mind about the sex later and I was like yes that's awesome <laughs> that's yeah that's that's how consent works right? I was like wow they, they did cons- like they might not do females well in this movie but they do consent very well <laughs> yes. good job <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just listened to a podcast where the topic of consent was hilariously done. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, anyone else? Anyone else? Uh, just it has a seven point five on IMDb and eighty two percent Rotten Tomatoes, uh, an eighty three percent Audience Tomatoes. It had a budget of sixty million dollars. It grossed thirty one million dollars in the U S. and had a worldwide gross of forty seven million dollars. So it did lose money, unfortunately. I feel like it was uh, it was not publicized very well, too. I'd agree. No, that. I remember when it came out, it like not being like marketed. Yeah. Very much. Well, it was his first. I think it was one of his first forays into like American cinema because all of his other stuff premiered in uh, British cinema. So he was very popular there. Mm-hmm. This was like his first thing outside of the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. Wasn't right. it? Yeah. yeah. So it's just, I feel like that was also part. Everyone was like, we don't know how to feel about Edgar Wright yet. So I just, and I think that actually after that, it's funny because the, I don't think World's End came out yet. No. Before. No, I yeah. think it was, this was after Hot Fuzz. It was after Hot Fuzz. But I think when World's End came out, like they published, they marketed the trilogy so well that Edgar Wright kind of like blew up after that. But before that, Scott Pilgrim kind of was in that weird place of, we don't know what to think of this yet. <laughs> yeah, which is insane because if it just showed this at like E3 or Comic Con San yeah. Diego, yeah. it would just be like, yeah. Oh, there's my new anthem. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a cult classic for sure. Though. Like, yeah. Yeah, our, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of our like kids' kids will be like, do you guys, have you, ever, you guys ever seen Scott Pilgrim? You haven't? Losers. Like, that, that's all it's going to be. Right. Um, cool. Well, thanks again, Lance. Yeah, this is a long things. time coming. I, I was glad woo-hoo. to have finally seen this. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. to. This is a dream come true. <laughs> yeah. No, it's an excellent movie. Um, very good. Very good. Uh, <laughs> anyone have any idea what we're doing next week? Um, I have a Pixar movie I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, that is Wally. I, I could, like I could do, do Wally. Wally. 
Yeah. Wally is a good one. It's if you guys, well, I was thinking either Wally or Up, because I uh, wanted to do Pixar like, pretty hard. If you do Wally, you should do like a, a thing on like silent movies. How like, because there's a great there's great um, thing pieces. God, on um, <laughs> how like Wally, what Wally took from like a lot of silent movies in very in like very interesting ways because it's not a silent movie but, but like, like the first 30 minutes yeah are. the first movie the first 30 minutes are and they after that like the character of wally is a silent movie right. himself it's just it's interesting to like go that way huh. well, well that that's piqued my interest i say we do wally i like it <laughs> cool all right yay i like animated films um so yeah join us next week for wally for no real reason except for it's a really good movie and i'd like to see it again um dang it you know what i scratched that i take that i take all of that back <laughs> i'm sorry i really am because what i really want to do is the death of stalin because i oh, really want you guys yeah. to freaking watch that movie that and movie. this is the most surefire way that i can get you both to watch it yeah and i really want to talk about okay, it okay so we'll, we'll put this. we'll put wally in in the pipe yes so, so that'll be upcoming <laughs> right but but yeah death of stalin death of stalin next because i've yeah been meaning to watch that and this will actually force me to do it it is, is that on streaming anywhere fantastic yet, is... i don't know oh. I, can't, I couldn't tell you well, well <laughs> if it's streaming we'll bring you death of stalin if not we'll bring you <laughs> wally, wally. <laughs> yep. that's how we roll here um all right anything else anything else you guys would like to say before we get into some recommendations recommendations we recommend this stuff to you um go ahead craig <laughs> uh yeah uh, me and lance went to an advanced screening for black Klansmen. Ugh. yeah i know i know <laughs> <laughs> It's good, but th- that was that so was like good. more of like the sigh of like oppression, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that like you know, yeah. Is no, I don't, but like yeah, <laughs> neither Dennis or I could possibly know, but we're gonna sit here and try and be woke and be like, yeah, yeah, I feel you, man. Oh my God, no, it's um, just go to this movie and just like. Just, I can't even finish that. Yeah, no, it, it, it is, it is fantastic, and um, yeah, it's it's definitely a movie that speaks to today. Like it, it is, um, yeah, it, it's a movie that looks at history and pretty much talks like you know shows us how we are very much repeating it and exacerbating it. And um, yeah, Spike Lee does. You know, it's it's Spike Lee. It's right? hilarious. It's a it's a hilarious movie too. Yeah, it's very funny but also he does something at the end and i won't spoil it but like that's just you're just like it takes you out of that funny this is like oh wait oh yeah ah, it makes it all very real Um, yeah too real (laughs) that seems very spikely to me they kind of like twist the knife at the end on you yeah yeah. (laughs) and uh it also has one of my uh latest favorite lines that was evocative of sleepaway camp so we <laughs> in Sleepaway Camp we got uh, you know eat shit and die Billy and eat Billy's she, oh, eat oh, shit and live Bill. and uh, oh, in God. this movie there's a line and it doesn't really say too much to spoil it and he's, he's the guy says uh, uh, to the new you know black detective the first one in the Colorado Springs PD he's like oh you think you're hot shit but you're just a cold fart <laughs> <laughs> I was I, like I was saying nice so everyone like it was a funny line but I was saying nice to Craig and Craig just like die he was like that's my new line and we use it all the time so that's great <laughs> uh, alright Colin what you got um, I'm gonna recommend a uh, funnier die series called A Very Special Episode 
where they just do like recaps of very special episodes of like any show you can think of. Oh, cool. <laughs> the one with like Zach Morris. Morris is yeah, like, Zach yeah. Morris is trash. Yeah. yeah Zach, Morris is trash. Zach Morris is trash is like one, but they also will do one like the episode of like different strokes where the kids got molested. Oh, or, yeah. Like the episode yeah. of like of uh, Fresh Prince where like um Carlton buys a gun or like the episode of whatever and just do this comedic like rapid fire breakdown and like of that episode and just kind of say so here's what we learned and they do this whole thing it's just this real cool like each one is like 15 minutes if that like 10 minutes long and just like a was like a thing being like oh yeah we used to do this all the time these dumb like PSA episodes of dumb sitcoms yeah so so check that out um is it my turn yeah okay uh. My thing is, I'm going to talk about the show Pose um, that just finished its first season on FX, and um, it is fantastic. If it, it's um, kind of the Paris is Burning. I don't know if you've seen every. You guys seen that documentary? No, I've I've been ha- I have it on our back burner because I, I mean, we definitely need to watch that. It's it's just about like um, this house culture that um, happened um, in like the that was like prominent throughout the 80s and early 90s for like a lot of queer minorities and they would just like it's like um like what uh, Madonna's Vogue is kind of based on like the, oh yeah it's, it's 100% it's, it's, what her it, Vogue Madonna is took on. it Madonna yeah. took it from that but like she took it for a good reason she was like took it to like publicize it like yeah. hey these people exist but it's just a bunch of like uh, queer trans minorities just like in the show is like it focuses around this one house who like are like just like trying to make the be try to fit in this world that doesn't want them kind of and it's these a lot of the show is fantastic it features trans actors trans directors producers um ryan murphy created it but it's kind of like ryan murphy like was like okay here's here's the reins you guys take it i'll put my name on whatever you guys do yeah he used his privilege 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 for good voices of minorities wow i was like (laughs) thank you i was like thank you for this ryan murphy because we don't need to see your you don't need to see the Glee version of Paris is Burning. <laughs> I still remember that tweet that was like, thank God uh, Glee got canceled before Lemonade came out oh, and like This Is America came out. Every time I hear about that tweet, I'm just like, I can hear I it in my head. Just imagine like just yeah, like, a ragtag bunch of mostly white like high school students singing This Is America. The actors like, the <laughs> actors are even like, thank God that didn't happen. Oh, <laughs> thank God, God that didn't happen. No, but the show is... <laughs> The show don't, is, don't rule it out. Man. You're right. <laughs> this is still America. This, you know what? this is this is yeah. um remake culture. So who knows? Glee might come back for one more season to do this. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there's already like some like airy like uh you know vocal fry like YouTube singer who's done some like um, acoustic cover of This Is America like with her like super blonde blue eyes. Yeah. Like I I. I cannot. I'm waiting for Kids Bop. I have no doubt in my mind that it's out there somewhere. No, she has dreadlocks. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Dennis, get out of my head. That's what I was about to say. That it was a even... blonde woman yeah. with dreadlocks. Yes. I can't even, like, I can't and even. She know. lives in this state. Oh, 100%. In Boulder, Colorado. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. Oh, she, yeah. She's oh. like a. She works at a dispensary in the part time. Yeah. But she's really here for her music. Right. That's what she's really going for. Living off of her parents. Yeah, no, Pose is my recommendation. I think it's on the FX app you can find it but I feel like it's gonna be on Hulu because I feel like all the FX shows go to Hulu I really hope it does because I don't have like I mean cable and I really want to see it and it's it's so yeah just fantastic I don't want to like yeah do it you know illegally I know like support support your local queer artists yeah (laughs) Um, but no the show it's just it's so much fun the characters are very well uh, drawn out and just amazing so that's my recommendation awesome Um, mine's a little bit 
more ethereal, more of just an idea. Uh, I, I would recommend what I've been doing, but all I've been doing is listening to the thing that I recommended last week, and that's uh, uh, Behind the Bastards, and well, it doubles as an excellent history podcast as well. I'm learning all about colonialism and how terrible that was. Um, yep. So <laughs> that's fun to learn people that are worse than Hitler are out there. Uh, we're out there. Um Anyways, uh, what I'm actually going to recommend is to travel to a city you've never been to. Um, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's kind of easy to easy peasy and pretty pretty inexpensive to travel throughout this giant country we all live in, these United that. States. Maybe if you live here. Um, but man, I just went to St. Louis with my mom, and uh, we had a great time. I just did not expect to enjoy St. Louis as much as I did. Wow, it's such a cool city. I mean, I'm not saying that ironically. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was excellent. I think St. Louis gets a bad rap um, because I sure as shit thought it was worse, you know, just by from what I overheard and news and all that, you know. Um, it's pretty great. I actually really enjoyed it. Nice. So, had cool. a good time in another city. I recommend it. Brought to you by the St. Louis Board of Tourism. <laughs> oh, dang it. Blow <laughs> <laughs> my cover. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's my my recommendation cool i guess that wraps us up for recommendations (laughs) um join us next week for death of stalin go watch it it's great you'll enjoy it i guarantee it i want you to watch this um you can find us on the 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 internets at the twitter page twitter at iwytwt as well as each and every one of us individually I am at the D Bucks. I am at catharticus i am at colin munch and i am at lmo678 Ah, look at you. All right. Being different with numbers. <laughs> um, numbers and letters. <laughs> numbers and letters. Um, uh, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash IWITWT. I post all of our episodes right there as soon as I post them to our SoundCloud page. SoundCloud.com forward slash IWITWT is where you can find all of our episodes. We all of them. Yay. They're so much fun. Episodes. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For some reason, our most popular episode is Too Fast, Too Furious versus Tokyo Drift. Um, that sounds right. I yeah, have no, I have no questions about that. I just, I mean, it is miles ahead of any of our Look, other episodes. I, I, I know that close. I'm wrong about this, but I still <laughs> fucking hate Tokyo so, Drift. Listen to the episode and uh, tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how you're gonna get even more people in here. Let's be listen to it, just like, why is it so popular? <laughs> no, <laughs> the question grows. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Join us next. Watch the fucking movie.